Hello, everyone. Thank you, thank you, thank you for turning on this podcast called When I'm High. I hope that you have uh, joined the right class. Um, And if you didn't, you should stick around because I think it's pretty fun. Today, we have a new interview. It is Michelle Castro. Uh, Michelle, please introduce yourself and tell us what you do. Hi, my name is Michelle Castro. Thanks, Spencer, for having me on. Um, Hi, everyone. I'm also known as the Vegan. I am a certified cannabis uh, advisor and educator. And uh, yeah, used to do mental health for 10 years. And now I work in the cannabis space. So this is what I do. Awesome. Where can people find you? Do you have social media presence? I do. You can find me on Instagram as the Vegan. I also work uh, out of Mosaic Wellness. Um, I also uh, do biofield tuning there too. So I'm an integrative medicine when it comes to my approach to dealing with my amazing clients and helping them find the right cannabis products. Nice. And Canna Vegan, that's, I assume, C-A-N-N-A-V-E-G-A-N? That's right. The Canna Vegan. Thanks for that. (laughs) Awesome. So let us get into the substance of this interview. Um, We are here to talk about cannabis and its effects and what it feels like to be high. So um, I guess the first question is, I don't know, I have so many possible first questions. Um, Can you you tell me the... um, Maybe one of your favorite stories about getting high it could be from any time in your life. Okay. Well, granted, I entered the cannabis space completely stone cold sober 11 years because I also am a woman in recovery. Um, I've got uh, 12 years now. So when I first started, I was very kind of standoffish and I wasn't sure what to do. And I stepped into it with smoking hemp flower, which is, as you know, basically a super low microdose of THC because with the farm act that was signed, only 1% of THC is allowed in the hemp flower. So it was a surreal experience after 11 years of being completely stone cold sober from any substance to smoke cannabis. And I remember doing this in my kitchen in my apartment and almost like, with this guilt to me because it smelled so good. (laughs) And I was like, Oh my God, my neighbors, what are they going to say? What are they going to think? And then the immediate feeling of my shoulders dropping and sinking into connecting once again with my body in the same similar way that I had achieved with meditation in those years of recovery without any cannabis was surreal spencer it was so beautiful to feel that boost of what it is to feel okay you know it was lovely i just love cannabis the spirituality of cannabis is incredible (laughs) so that was beautiful that sounds really awesome um and i just will say for for you and everybody who's listening you know these days we are we are in this pandemic so we have to do all these virtual uh this is over the internet so sometimes um our audio might go a little bit in and out so i just hope that uh, you all understand you know we might miss a few seconds here and there but it's okay i think we get the gist um so yeah that that really does sound like a cool a cool experience and um, i may ask you a little bit more about meditation later Um, so how long have you, um, actually, no, can you tell me, was that the first time that you had tried cannabis or was that not the first time? 
I used to be a pothead back in the day when I was younger. I mean, I, my substances, I think my first one was, God, it was actually computer huffer, but it was like cannabis after that. <laughs> so um, the cannabis, I think I started like when I was 17 or 18. I waited because I'm very Mexican. My parents were terrified of me becoming very American. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> first generation Mexican-American, and they really tried to shelter me from all that insanity, even though they were potheads. And I watched them growing up, like rolling their doobies in these American <laughs> flag rollers from the 70s and the roach clips. Like I remember being a kid in first grade, Trinity First Lutheran School, when feathers were really cool and hip, like I'm going to be 46. So back in the 80s, wearing feathers and shit was like hot. Okay. And I'm in elementary school with a goddamn roach clip, not knowing that that was a fucking roach clip, (laughs) mind you, with leather straps and feathers hanging off of it because I wanted to wear feathers in my hair. And my parents were like, well, we got a roach clip. (laughs) That's the same, right? So uh, that's how they decked me out. But I really hadn't experienced cannabis till I was in high school. And so can you tell us what that first experience was like? Yeah, it was it was very similar to the one I had in my kitchen, where it just felt really good. And I, I think more than anything, that particular, that first time I tried it back in the day, it was more of a sedative strain where I felt really like, boom, just like body high, heavy high, I'm not moving, and I might need to eat something really soon. Mm. You know what I mean? Yes. So to come with it with a very different perspective this time was so different. It was so lovely. That's awesome. Um, so clearly, you know, you've gone through a lot since that first experience. Um, you, it sounded like you took some time off. I will put that lightly, I guess. Um, <laughs> let's see. So when you, these days, when you decide to smoke or imbibe in whatever form that takes, um, I, I guess what form does that take usually? When I do my cannabis, um, I love to take tinctures. I also, I make my own tinctures. I've been making tinctures for my family members and friends since I started working uh, in cannabis a year, a little over a year ago now, two, almost two. So um, yeah, I've been making them. I started studying about the incredible medical benefits of cannabis when I worked in, when I started working with Karen at Mosaic. Because that's just my nature as an intellect. I love to learn and I nerd out on shit that I think is amazing to help people. And cannabis is hell yeah on helping people. So I do tinctures in the morning. And then I like to smoke my flower during the day for what Dr. Sulak calls him like breakthrough um, symptoms of whether it's like a hot flash or just like whatever the hell's happening. Because like you don't have to deal with that shit at my age, my being a woman, we get Mm -hmm. hot flashes. They're really fun. I can imagine. <laughs> so it's tinctures and then um, some smoking. And um, and so is it is it an everyday thing? Is it most days? It is a daily thing. I do do it as a, um, as a medicine. I see, I approach cannabis as medicine. I do primarily mostly microdosing. So I do high cannabidiol with... Uh, probably a ratio of like a three to one or a four to one, sometimes a one to one of THC, depending on what I need at that moment. So I just tend to find that that seems to have me in a good headspace where I can still adult and show up (laughs) and have the relief that cannabis offers us as a plant medicine, you know? Yeah. Are, Are there any physical ailments that you have that that helps you with? 
Uh, definitely. Are you kidding me with the endocannabinoid system and how vast it is and how much it covers of all the rest of our systems? I have noticed tremendous improvements in my hormones. I am a low uh, thyroid. I have low thyroidism and I got diagnosed with that when I was back in treatment in Mexico mm. for um, substance uh, for alcoholism. And that was over 11 years ago. And I had been put on medication for it. And slowly was titrating down through becoming vegan and through becoming adapting like Bikram yoga into my routine and just getting healthier. But my endocannabinoid system had not been really addressed until I began to incorporate cannabis. So that was one thing that definitely helped. So that was wonderful. And then I also noticed that my acne, because I always dealt with acne because it tends to correlate with the thyroid, hormonal acne. So the sebum production greatly reduced because of the CB1 receptors and the CB2 receptors getting stimulated by the cannabis. It just balanced everything out. And I also noticed that my body weight just became much more efficient. My metabolism became much more efficient, which is something that a lot of women my age struggle with. Mm. So cannabis tremendously helped me in a lot in those particular areas. And, you know, things like, you know, the, the hot flashes or the sleeping every so often gets difficult. And cannabis really helps me with that. Nice. Um, you mentioned that you have low thyroid. Um, what do you know what what it is doing, what the uh, what the cannabis is doing to your system to help uh, symptoms of that? Well, because we have an abundance particular, I was just. I nerd out on this shit. So if I go down the rabbit hole, brother, pull me back out. Okay. <laughs> we have such an abundance of cannabinoid receptors in our body. We, the ones we mostly talk about CB1, CB2, but then there's like TRVP uh, dash one and there's G PR one and two. Like there's so many of them. Dr. David Mary can explain them far more efficiently than I can. If you look up, um, the Entourage Effect by Dr. David Mary, who was one of the keynote speakers from CanMed last year. He's incredible. He um, particularly does a lot of research with the receptors and the ligands of cannabis in the body. But what it does is it just walks into our body. It's, it's such a wonderful adaptogen. It makes friends with our body. So cannabidiol goes in there and it'll dust off those amazing receptors. Whereas THC goes into your body and it activates the receptors so that you really begin to dig into your own beautiful pharmacy. And that's what I love about cannabis. You have already these incredible endocannabinoids in your body. They're there. Like your mom dosed you with her tip milk. That's just a given. <laughs> she gave you an anamide and 2-AG already. But when cannabis is brought into your body, it raises your endocannabinoid tone and it really helps as a master system over your hormones, your digestion, your immune system, your bone health, your sexual reproductive health. Like it is such a gift. <laughs> That's so cool. I could talk about that for a long time, but we are going to now get into a little bit more about what it is actually like to be high. So how do you think others would describe you when you are high? And, you know, maybe we'll ignore the micro dosing since that's pretty subtle. Um, but, you know, when you're actually really high, how would other people describe you? Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm particularly always gregarious. It's just one of my things. I think I get more gregarious or I, oftentimes when I get high, I do like to um, 
get really internalized. I, I go into a flow oftentimes too, meditationally, exercise wise, dance wise. Um, I do breath work. I love to do breath work when I'm, when I get into a particular cannabis setting in my mind. So yeah, I mean, it, they probably would say I'm get really reflective or very animated. <laughs> nice. Um, so in a very general sense, I could also use the phrase on a very high level, pun intended. Um, what does <laughs> yeah. it feel like to be high, both physically and mentally? <sighs> the mental part immediately I start to feel that part. That's like the, the, the calming that happens. It's just a quiet calming of the mind where also I feel, I, I begin to feel the shoulders drop. Definitely the shoulders drop, the body head, the body head high just sets in and, and it just feels good to settle into one's skin. You know what I mean? That's what I feel. I feel like I settle into my skin and it just feels good. You know, that's how it should be. That is how it should be. Um, what about your, your sense of time? When you get high, does time go faster, slower? What is it like for you? Ah, see, I'm more of an energetic blend, so I like what people would call sativas. So the energetic blends are what I like. The time seems to stay pretty good. If I hit the ones that are like the sedative ones that are, you know, what you guys call indica, then yeah, forget it. Time slows down. I'm on, I'm chilling. I'm going to be nibbling on broccoli and carrots probably <laughs> or something I, you know, want to stuff in my face. But it does tend to slow me down. But like I said, I tend to be more on the energetic side. I really like the sativa feel or the sativa lean of, of uh, cannabis. So gets things done, you know? And and what does time do um, when you have the sativa? Does it feel like it goes faster or slower? Does it even change at all for you? Um, when I'm doing the energetic lens, it doesn't feel like it changes. I feel like I can get into flow pretty well. When I'm doing the sedative, it does seem like it slows down a bit. Yeah. Okay. Um, on a sort of similar level, uh, and I think this is going to come back multiple times as I get through some of these questions, but does your level of focus change or are you aware of your level of focus changing when you're high? I do notice that my focus gets more attuned. And I think that's just because of the, the, the different you know chemicals going off in the brain. There's just such a neuroprotective properties about cannabis and neurocorrective properties about the communication that goes on between your brain and your body, that mindfulness connection. So the focus is definitely becomes more acute. It definitely becomes more uh, yeah, intense. Absolutely. Do you have any specific um, memories of when you were super focused in on something? Gosh, I would say, well, you know, I actually had a really great plant medicine uh, purge yesterday because I, as I work with as a healer. So I do these periodic plant uh, purges with plant medicine where I'll approach a plant and I really get into that moment. Like yesterday, a lot of my, my plant purge was prayer because I do Native American prayer um, as an offering for the people that I serve and also as instructed by my medicine man. So cannabis was something that I brought into that ritual that I started doing more often. And I do feel like I truly do sink in deeper in rhythm to the musical instruments I use to bring on that meditative state. Like I use didgeridoo and I use the grounding drum. I use my Aztec rattle. I have Navajo rattle. And it seems like when I blend cannabis into it and hemp, it really, really 
brings me deeper rooted into our mother earth. That's what I feel like, you know? Yeah, I like that. I, um, I've i actually played a little bit of the didgeridoo in my younger years, which is such a funny phrase to say. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely one of those instruments that's very earthy and connected to to the planet um it sounds like you get kind of creative with what you're doing um how does your creativity change when you are high or does it i think it becomes more enhanced because i believe cannabis what i learned about it and this is from just from years ago when i used to love you know obviously being the stoner i was cannabis was written about by lord shiva in the vedas and he called it bong he created a drink b-h-a-n-g and it was like you know ghee or i think it was actually cow's milk and turmeric and and uh and cannabis and he would drink that before he did yoga not ghee ghee would be horrible that's butter but yeah so he would drink that before he did yoga because he found that cannabis opens the crown chakra Right. So that's the chakra on the top of our head. And that's our beautiful creativity. That's our our center of of our connecting all the way with the ether and that around us. So I do feel that cannabis when I smoke it and I'm doing my rituals or when I'm creating art, I feel more in tune because I feel that that chakra is is more open. You know, it's a little bit more more receptive. That's cool. Um, you mentioned bong. Um, uh, side note: I have a uh, um, another podcast called The Dictionary. I may have mentioned it earlier in a, in an episode in this podcast, and not too long ago, I actually came across this word bong, b h a n g g, which I had never heard of before. Um, and so I learned it. That was really cool. Um, have you ever had any? Have you made any? Do you have experience, personal experience, with that? I haven't. I don't do uh, cow milk. I'm not a cow. When I call my mom, she says hi. She doesn't go moo. <laughs> so I don't. I have not made bong. And I haven't tried it with almond milk because that's not how it's written in the Vedas. So mm. I have not done it myself. <laughs> but I do do edible cannabis as much as possible, too. <laughs> I forgot to add that one in. When I make my tinctures, I do like to save my cannabis that's been decarboxylated and used in the tinctures. I keep the edible cannabis in my fridge and I'll throw them in my shakes sometimes too while I do my cacao rituals. And that's a wonderful way to get a good high too. That's awesome. Um, Switching gears a little bit. This is another sort of typical thing that people say about people who who use or smoke cannabis. Um, How is your memory when you're high? Ah, see, that's one of the gifts of it. (laughs) It's supposed to give you a little bit of a, you know, little blank spaces. Because that's just what it does when you have a high, you know, relaxing or sedative cannabis. It does that. It stimulates those parts of the brain of the hypothalamus and the the hippocampus and all this. So it does kind of numb those out a little bit, which is why it helps people with PTSD. But when it comes to my energetic blends that I like, I think my memory does get affected if I overcross the mark. (laughs) Other than that, I do find that I'm not so bad. <laughs> How's your memory um, anyway, day to day? Ah, see, not too bad. It's not too bad. I'm good about taking like a lot of my functional mushrooms and my the other natural foods that help boost our endocannabinoid system, like flax and chia and uh, hemp seeds. And all of those guys have really good high fat 
and omegas for your brain. So those help with uh, against kind of like the memory loss. So if you can incorporate those, it'll it'll help for people <laughs> that have an issue with memory loss. That is good to know because my memory has always been pretty terrible. I think it's genetic. Um, and we actually do have some flax meal and chia seeds in the house. So I think I need to start putting those in my smoothies. Brother, yes. Get on the flax. Flax, chia, maca, and hemp seeds. Dude, if you can do those every day, not only will it help your brain, but maca root, they found in studies that it actually helps fight off FAAH, which is an enzyme your body created to break down your endocannabinoid system, your endocannabinoid, sorry. So FAAH is fatty um, acid amide hydrolase, and it's an enzyme particularly made to attack your anandamide and your 2-AG. And those two guys are amazing for your brain. So you want to keep as much as that in. So get your maca, get your chia, get your hemp seed. Okay, get them all in there. Get your flax. <laughs> I am literally writing down a note right now. Are you writing that down? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so <laughs> if you go to my page on Instagram, you can actually find the, the recipe. It's on my page on Instagram. Just look up. There's a picture of me holding a shake and the ingredients on the side so you just click on that and you'll see all of the ingredients and you'll and it gives you a little understanding about why those ingredients are good to have. I literally make that in a shake as a base every day. And it has been a fucking game changer because, again, maca also helps with your hormones. Right. So, again, you're just only helping raise your endocannabinoid tone when you bring those beautiful foods into your diet. I love it. Good to know uh, for myself and obviously for all you listeners out there, if you want to boost that endocannabinoid system in your body um, and, and just make you yourself healthier, you know, you should uh, think about this and definitely follow her on Instagram for more tips and tricks. So we are going to end part one of Michelle's interview there. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, I will repeat all the same things that I have to repeat all the time, which are Please uh, go rate and review this, especially on Apple. If you have the ability, uh, please share it with everybody you know, because you know that they probably want to hear this. Um, Subscribe if you aren't already subscribed. I don't know why people don't do that, but yeah, go do that. Um, If you want to throw me a few bucks so it makes it easier for me to pay for hosting uh, services, you can join the Patreon. Um, I think the lowest is one or two bucks a month. And uh, you get episodes early and maybe some other stuff. Um, But I think that is all I'm going to say today. Thank you very much. And uh, next week, you can enjoy the second part of Michelle's interview. Thank you. And, uh, you know, insert sign off here. Goodbye.